Welcome to the Management Insights Podcast Series hosted by McGraw-Hill. My name is Debbie Clare, Executive Marketing Manager for our management portfolio. Today's topic, Becoming a Leader Others Want to Follow. Our guest, Ryan Gottfriedson. Thanks for joining us. Great to be on here with you. I love talking about leadership. Awesome. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So I'm a leadership professor at Cal State Fullerton, where I teach and do research on leadership. And then I'm also a leadership consultant. So I go around and I work with organizations to develop their leaders and help them to improve their organizations. All right. Let's dig in. What is the typical approach to developing leaders? Yeah. So I think it's funny because if you jump on to Google and if you were to Google, how do I become a more effective leader? You're going to get hundreds of hits, but all of the hits are going to be quite similar. They're going to say something like the eight tips to being a better leader or the nine things that you need to do to be a better leader, four skills to develop to be a better leader. But That, to me, is problematic because one of the things that I've learned about leadership is leadership is not about doing the right things, which is what these articles suggest. And I think most organizational trainings actually focus on this, is what do leaders need to do or what behaviors do they need to engage in to be effective? And and I don't think it's fully bad because I think that that could be really helpful. But the problem is, is with the approach is leadership is not about doing the right things. It's about being a certain type of person, somebody that others want to follow. And so that I think that needs to be our primary focus when we develop leaders. So why is this approach limited? So I think the approach is limited, uh, the approach being our focus on leadership behaviors, because it doesn't get at the root of who we are as an individual. So if we want to become somebody that others want to follow, we need to start tapping into a deeper set of ourselves uh, as opposed to our behaviors, because really our behaviors are just the manifestation of who we are. So if we want to improve who we are, we need to go deeper within ourselves. What is a better approach? So I think one of the ways that I like to think about ourselves is we've got layers and we've talked about how our behaviors are our manifestation. So I think of that as kind of the surface layer. That's maybe the tip of the iceberg that we see, but let's get under the surface of the water. The next level below our behaviors is our processing. How do we think about things? And so it would, it's better if we're going to focus on developing our leadership to focus on how we process as leaders as opposed to our behaviors, because our processing is foundational to our behaviors. But here's the trick. And this is, I I would say that probably 89% of the focus of leadership development is on behaviors, is on that surface level. I would say that 10% is focused on that next level below, leaders processing. But there's a 1% that focuses on a level even below our thinking and processing. And that's actually our mindsets. So what are mindsets? So our mindsets are the mental lenses that we wear that shape how we view the world. So let me give you some examples of how our mindsets affect us. We could have two different leaders that see the same exact situation, but think about it and behave differently. So let me give you a few situations. So one is when these leaders face a challenge. So they've got a big challenge that they have to overcome. Well, one leader could see that as something to avoid 
because they're scared of of failing through that challenge and how that might make them look. Another leader might approach that by saying, wow, this is awesome. I can't wait to learn and grow from this experience, right? So it's just the mindsets that the leaders had shaped how they saw the situation that they encountered, which affected how they thought about it and correspondingly how they behaved towards it. So again, our mindsets are foundational to everything we do because they shape how we see the world And how we see the world shapes how we process and think about it, and that causes us to behave in different ways. So the very most foundational aspect about ourselves are our mindsets. So if we can help leaders awaken to their mindsets and improve their mindsets to see their world in a better way, they're going to operate more effectively. So they have to identify basically what their mindset is. They do, and I think that that's the tricky part. And why are mindsets important for effective leadership? Yeah, they're important because, again, they shape everything that, that we see. And how we see it shapes how we behave. Let me give you another example. So, and I, and I think that this is pretty common for leaders. Let's just say you have a subordinate that disagrees with you. Well, one leader could see this as a threat and get defensive. Another leader sees this as an opportunity to learn and grow. Now, when a leader sees this disagreement as a threat, they they immediately shut this down, right? What happens, Debbie, if you have a manager that shuts down an idea that you have? So here we're doing this podcast. What would have happened if you went to your manager and say, hey, I want to start up this podcast, and your manager immediately said no? You'd probably become defensive. Right. And you would probably say, I'm never coming to you again with an idea. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I don't feel safe in this relationship. And so when we ourselves as leaders maybe don't feel safe and are close to the ideas and suggestions of others, we get defensive. Mm -hmm. But that perpetuates this negative negativity in the workplace. So, again, just how we see the situations we encounter really affects how we think, how we learn and how we behave. So what mindsets are necessary for effective leadership? Yeah, and I this is where I do most of my consulting work is on mindsets because I because of how foundational they are to everything that w- that we do. And I had this question when I started to come across research on mindsets that are really interesting. So let me give you a quick example of a research study on this. So this research study had individuals take a mindset assessment and those that scored low were put into one group. Those that scored high were put into the other, uh, another group. And then they were all given the same task, which was essentially an exam with eight easy questions and four difficult questions. What they wanted to get at is how would they respond to failure? Well, those that, the group that scored low on the mindset assessment, they hit the hard questions and they went from being rather pleased with themselves to being quite depressed. They started to beat themselves up and they stopped applying themselves. But the other group, they, when they hit the hard questions, they didn't get depressed. They started to encourage themselves. They remained optimistic and they continued to apply, uh, apply themselves. So here we got two groups and the only way they differ is their mindsets and they're operating completely differently, but in, engaging in that same situation. And so what happens is these individuals are non-consciously responding to these situations differently. 
But if we can identify specific mindsets that cause us to see the world in a negative way versus a positive way, that's going to be really beneficial. And so uh, as, as I started to read and identify research on mindsets, the question that I wanted to answer for myself is what mindsets do I need to have to be successful? And so I've searched the academic literature to identify different mindsets. And what I found is that there's four different sets of mindsets that are being studied across psychology, management, marketing, and education. And they these each field has their own pet mindsets, and they largely aren't talking to each other. And so what I've done for my consulting practice is I've brought them together into a single framework. And the thing that's unique about this framework is these mindsets range on a continuum from negative to positive. And so there's a negative mindset and there's a positive mindset. And we usually fall somewhere in the middle um, to a certain degree. Rarely are we on the extreme edges. Um, But these four sets of mindsets are fixed in growth, with fixed being negative, growth being positive, closed and open prevention and promotion, and inward and outward. Can you describe kind of those four categories or clusters in a little more depth for us? Yeah, let's go into that just a little bit. So when we have a fixed mindset, we see ourselves as not being able to improve our talents, abilities, and intelligence. So that's the negative mindset. Then there's a growth mindset, which is the positive mindset. We see ourselves being able to change our talents, abilities, and intelligence. So the study that I told you about, the ones that scored low on this mindset assessment, they had a fixed mindset. And the reason why they responded so negatively to failure is because they don't believe that they can improve. So when we fail at something and we don't believe that we can improve, we internalize it as though we are failures. So those that have a fixed mindset are primarily focused on looking good. Those with the growth mindset, on the other hand, because they believe they can learn and grow, they're primarily focused on learning and growing. This allows them to approach challenges in a much more positive way. So that's fixed and growth. The next is closed versus open. So when we have a closed mindset, we're closed to the ideas and suggestions of others. That's what we were talking about earlier is when people come to us with an idea, do we immediately shut them down or not? An open mindset is when we're open to the ideas and suggestions of others. And the big difference between these two is when we have a closed mindset, our primary focus is on being right. And in more particular, being seen as being right. So we think that we know what we know is best, and we don't want other people to tell us otherwise. But when we have an open mindset, we're not concerned about being seen as right or wrong. We're concerned about finding truth and thinking optimally. We believe that we can be wrong, but we want to think better. And that allows us to be open to others. How can listeners improve their mindsets? Ah, great question. And the thing that I think is interesting about this, and this is why I love focusing on mindsets, is mindsets are things that we can change and we can adapt them. Now, are they the easiest things to change in the world? No, surely not. But let me, let me simplify this for you. So I think that changing our mindsets is a lot like becoming fluent and counting to 10 in a different language. So for example, I'm going to Germany next month. I've never been to Germany. I don't know any German. But if I wanted to learn how to count to 10 in German, my first step is I need to be able to learn the labels associated with each of the numbers. Then when I learn those labels, now I could practice them on a regular basis and over a relatively short amount of time, I will become fluent 
and counting to 10 in German. So the same thing goes with our mindsets is we need to identify the labels of mindsets. First of all, then we need to engage in regular practice over time that will shift our mindsets. So some of this regular practice really involves just small interventions. It's our own small self-talk. It's watching maybe YouTube videos that uh, promote that particular positive mindset. It's doing a writing exercise, uh, talking about the more positive mindsets. It's talking within a group about those positive mindsets. The more we can engage in those small interventions over time, the more we'll start to shift our mindsets to the positive. Any closing comments for your peers? No, I, I think that mindsets are are overlooked in leadership development. And I think that that's a huge problem because it's the very foundation of who we are. If we try to improve leaders' behaviors, but the mindsets stay the same, we're really not going to have any growth because those mindsets will continually resist any changes that we're trying to make in terms of behaviors. A better approach is to push our mindsets forward. As we do that, our processing will improve and so will our behaviors. And that's a much more natural way to develop ourselves as leaders. And so I think that really, if we want to become a leader that others want to follow, we've got to start with our mindsets and the way that we view the world. Thank you so much for sharing your perspective, experience, and advice. To our listeners, check back for future topics and spread the word to your colleagues about our podcast series. Why? Because learning changes everything.